Yeah, he used terms bozo, worry wart, use, and missy. And they were like, who the fuck says bozo and worry wart? Man, I've been thinking about saying bozo. Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. Hello, welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming of age tales. Got a very special guest, very funny comedian. Ben Searle is here. How are you, mate? Thanks for having me, fellas. I'm great. Yep. It's good to have you. And we're and we're going back to Victoria and we're doing a little suburb called Ringwood East. Yes, Ringwood East. I uh, spent many of my formative years there. It's uh Beautiful part of town. And how, <laughs> how heavily differentiated is it between, say, Ringwood North, Ringwood proper? It, like, do you make sure you say East every time? Uh, yeah, like Ringwood, I would say that's where the shops are. Mm-hmm. Um, big smoke. Yeah, big smoke. Like, that's where the... Like, <laughs> one day I'll make it all the way. <laughs> you watch me. It's only it's only one stop on the train line, but yeah. just such a big difference. Yeah. Right? So uh, this is suburban Melbourne, right? Sort of yeah. how far out from CBD are we talking on the train sort of thing? Uh, probably like 40 minutes on the train. Uh, they When I grew up there, they've built East Link Tunnel. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, you know, 40 minutes you're there from the city, but it used to be like a real hike. Yeah. Um, when they built that tunnel, Oh my god! Property yeah. prices up. Yeah, <laughs> vibe right. was up. It's <laughs> <laughs> also something. It seems like it's sort of like an outer Melbourne club haven as well. Yeah, because right? it seems like there's. I mean, the biggest one I saw got demolished to make way for a retirement community. <laughs> and uh, this is I couldn't. The clientele doesn't change yeah, at all. It's the demographic. I couldn't remember. I think this was a Melbourne thing. Maybe Schaefer mentioned it when he was on, but he mentioned the. Over 28 nights yeah, at clubs, oh, which we'd yeah. never ever heard of before because people were making the joke that they were like, oh, well, it's still going to be over 28 nights now that the club's been demolished for the old folks. Exactly. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, right. damn, did I write this? Because that's, <laughs> <a hot, laughs> that's a hot joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was always a joke. Like people would say like, oh, you know, I can't pick up the club. I'm just going to go to the over 28s. Like, you know, it's a real thing of desperation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is literally a sentence I can so imagine Drew saying if they existed in Sydney. Being like, hey, maybe we should uh, hit How the How often o- try to pick up at the club? <laughs> <laughs> but 28 is like not even like... Like naively old, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's not even like it's such I, an odd age. And if you're 25 like, as well, being like, okay, we got to go to 028, you know? <laughs> like, Imagine like over 30s or something, everyone can roll it. But the, clo- the closest thing I can think of is in, there is in Canberra, a, at, I think it's at the casino, like upstairs, there's a dedicated like 80s night. And so uh, if you go yeah. there, it's a lot of, but these people are like in their 40s and 50s. Right, this so is not 28 and 29. You've got to be in your 80s. <laughs> 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 Slim pickings up there. Everyone else just has RSLs, right? Because it's just yeah. like, that's where mm. you go if you want to like do the nup. Well, yeah, it's just like, I, I mean, it's literally us, dude. You know what I mean? It's our demographic we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> you're talking like, you want to do the nup push or the macarena <laughs> or something like that. You're always <laughs> eating at a buffet, you know, club. <laughs> but um, I feel like because like if you're 25 or 27, do they just not let you in, or is it just like wink, wink, like this is the vibe, and if you want to participate, it's fine. Yeah, I think so. I think some mates of mine did go to one when we were growing up, and I think because it's no one there is 28, like like you said, it's like right. 40 onwards. Okay. So right. Like, yeah. like I think it's a very aspirational. <laughs> 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 All these bald, like old 45 year olds going, hey, us 28 year olds, you know. It's Stuff, yeah. stuff out there. Put the leather jacket back on. <laughs> <laughs> you being like, you want to check my ID, mate? You just add 10 years to 18? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot more sense, right? So no one there is 27 trying to sneak in. They're like, you know. Nah, I think they're, they're pretty, li- like, <laughs> they're really pushing it in there. Like, to be, uh, I feel like that, that old folks' home is really going to, you know, do well. It's yeah. like, yeah. just move straight in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that... Um, so did you say it's like a heavy clubbing area, but in the outer suburbs? Yeah, I think because Ringwood is probably like one of the bigger sort of city, outer city spots where people from further out, mm-hmm. rather than going to the city, would go to Ringwood. Yeah, yeah. okay. So we would, uh, I used to live like when I was really younger, lived in a place called Wanda North, which is like closer to the Yarra Valley. Um, and people from there would travel into Ringwood. And it was like a big, I guess it was a big fruit growing district out that way as well. So you know, almost rural farming mm-hmm. kind of coming into the Big Smoke oh, Ringwood. Right. Uh, that's where, like, Eastland was. Uh, in Melbourne, we've got um, 
Northland, Eastland, Southland, mm-hmm. and then High Point. Okay. <laughs> 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 I really couldn't get the full yeah. point. <laughs> but it was like big shops, big clubs, because the big one was Dakota. Um, that was like the first nightclub I ever went to. There was mm. also Daisy's, which was the first like Thursday night. So that was like take a pinger for the first time, yeah. go yeah. to work, you know, hung over the next day, that kind of thing. Sneak into that when we were under 18. And then the big thing, like I remember when I was like 20, they opened a, the big new club, which was called the Orange Whip. <laughs> okay. I like that. <laughs> the Orange Whip. Yeah, and the big thing was like, you know, people are hitting the whip tonight. Oh, like, sick. that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> the orange the whip. Yeah. Just the whip is so good. It's a real fun. Trojan horse name there yeah. where you're like, yeah. oh, Orange Whip, weird, and then hitting the whip, and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, Works yeah. so well. Yeah, give the horse. I think whip. Daisy's is the one that has now since made way for the retirement community. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now it's uh, pushing up Daisy's. <laughs> oh, there he is. Okay, give him a quarter of an ultra low beer. <laughs> the riffs are out. Oh fuck. Uh, yeah. So it's like they're growing up there. There's a lot of. Was it because Victoria or Melbourne doesn't have like pokey. Dens like it does that we do here, right? They like have some. Not, they have some, right? But not. Well, we're talking. I was talking about this with uh, Billy Darcy last night. Oh, like, yeah. I guess like Sydney seems to have a lot of like little pokies rooms in mm. in everywhere. Yeah. Whereas Melbourne just seems to have like a hundred in a big venue out oh, in the suburbs. Yeah. Like, so there's, yeah, okay. there's heaps of pokies, like probably as many as there are in New South Wales, but they're just all in one Condensed. spot. That's yeah. it. I think. Yes, I think we have them in hotels, like yep. pubs, yep. and you guys don't. You yeah. have them just in clubs, RSLs and clubs and bowling clubs and that sort of stuff. So yep. they're all in the big, big areas. But, like, the local pub won't have a poker room. No, right? that's it. Like, And I think that kind of may be why, you know, there's always, like, live music on in those suburban yeah. pubs, and it'll be, like, some guy from the Screaming Jets is doing, like, a three-month Mm. Residency, yeah. <laughs> you know, just playing in the beer garden because um, they can't afford to get pokies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pokies po- really do save us from a lot of <laughs> <laughs> sweet chimes. Yeah, oh uh, fucking hell. I got done on them yesterday. I tell you, <laughs> 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 fucking Monopoly machine stole all my money. Monopoly machine. Yeah, uh, it was the first time I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, hello." Fucking hell. <laughs> it's actually. Hearts. Licensed the game Monopoly. Yeah, it's all branded like that. It was fun. The feature was cool. I just realised that could have been me if I'd seen that machine. Because I'd be like, what's with the biggest thing? Is that a Monopoly machine? I'm looking up how long it takes to drive to Queanbeyan right now. (laughs) Turning into a fucking pigeon. That's for sure. When I was in Vegas, every time your head would turn at any licensed, you're just like, oh my God, sex in the city, pokey. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I get three Mr. Biggs. (laughs) And my my wife's just like, come on, we got to go. And I was like, you watch this show. Three Mirandas. That's cool. We're having fun. <laughs> She's like, stop feeding money into Sex in the City oh, Pokey. Oh, yeah, we got to appeal pokies to more women. I know Sex in the City <laughs> Pokey. Nothing changes. Men equally as appeal to women equally as put on. I want twenty bucks on Sex in the City Pokey. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh. I don't know why, like, not we don't see more of that because I feel like in Las Vegas, like the Ellen DeGeneres, everyone's mm. got a pokey machine, and we've got yeah. like. Some weird Even Mexican we, guy. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine if you had like a fucking chain worn pokey machine or something. Oh, like that would that, there'd hard. be a line around the block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or fucking neighbors pokey, yeah. man. Yeah. You get three Carl Kennedys. That'd be sick. <laughs> you go with pinballs machines. We'll have like a yeah, ACDC, ACDC pinball yeah. machine. But it's like, come on, I'm not playing. I'm not losing a dollar in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a loser. <laughs> I want to lose a hundred dollars in 20 seconds. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, my fa- I think my favorite one, Willy Wonka pokey that's where the that's where the real money is made that's magical it was so much fun so much so that i'd get like messages from him and be like are you coming up to bed (laughs) 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 waiting do you take this one hold on a minute actually i just i mean (laughs) on my wedding night there was like a big group of us and we got very drunk and obviously Amy at about two was like i'm going to bed and then i went up with her and she was like oh can you go back down to just like Tell some pe- it was like tell some people some information. I did not return for an hour and a half <laughs> because, because I found Simpsons pokey, <laughs> which I had found three days earlier. But I needed to uh, get my money back on that. That's so good. You're in the grips of Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I sat down, all the casino people were like, "Excellent." Uh, is it Club Ringwood? Is that one of the big ones? Oh, Club Ringwood is just like 
that's probably a more of like an RSL type, like yep. actual sports club, right? Not nightclub. No, vibes. not nightclub. Unfortunately, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's like I think I went to like a few like footy club presentations or something. Yeah, there, stuff okay. like that. Because um, yeah, our RSLs like in Newcastle, like they'll often be old style RSLs, old clientele. But then there'd be like a little basement area that would be a little mini nightclub that would just go off with young people. Absolutely, and yeah. We yeah. had a lot of that. Yeah. Like, it would just be like, or or one night a week. Like, mm. I remember, like, there were a lot of pubs that would just, like, turn into nightclubs for, mm. like, Friday night, and everyone would try and sneak in for, like, have a meal and just stay in there when we're under 18. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked every time, which they obviously knew what we were doing. Like, I'm 18, I'm here for the 5.30 p.m. dinner <laughs> service, actually. <laughs> I also love those places because it's uh, like the the um, the change between like the name of the pub and the name of what the club night is, where it's like, mm. okay, we're going to the Horsham Arms for a chicken parma, and then at 8 it turns into wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come into wet, baby. We're getting wet tonight. Yeah, and it's like wet. that, like, 8. 80s like paint yeah. font where it's like wet and it's got like a guy from GTA Vice City on it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like everyone dressed like Pitbull tonight. Oh shit. Mm. I did see a funny review at Club Ringwood. Um, Tanya wrote one star, really enjoyed watching the bartender knock off the food provided during a funeral wake in front of the grieving widow. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely woeful. <laughs> A widow can't see food. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny to me. Uh, I also saw Nico's Tavern. I know it's not a club, it's a restaurant, but it, it piqued my eye. Do you know Nico's Tavern? Is it the Greek place? Yeah, Greek place. Yeah, definitely ate there heaps. heaps? Be- beautiful lamb. <laughs> yeah. It, it was. It seemed very popular because I, I love any place and you're looking for a barista that has like a million reviews because like, it's obviously been there for a long time. And unanimously, the reviews are this place has gone to shit. And it used oh, to be no. an old favorite. And now, and a lot of the reviews are just like, oh, took a long time. The first one was good. Da, da, da. But this one cracked me up because uh, someone wrote like one star. Um, she just a list of five little bullet points of what went wrong. Waitress booked table on the wrong name. Waitress forgot many meals and drinks multiple times. Aircon was constantly on on a cold, wet no- night. Waitress dropped a knife on one of our heads and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> no apology. <laughs> Waitress left the drop knife on the floor and did not bring out a new one. I could keep going. I'm like, that's, you could have just started with that one. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Nico replied, uh, the owner, obviously, response from the owner, from Nico, hard to find good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's read that and went, I'll cop it. <laughs> I can't come back from that one. Knife on the head is not really within our realm of uh, acceptable. But, um, yeah. What, what height are you, like, delivering yeah, stuff? I don't head? understand. <laughs> you're dropping a knife on someone's head and then laughing, no apology or anything like that. And then last one was uh, Club Ringwood, another one star. This one just made me laugh because it's uh, some parent ringing up. My kid prank called the place, as all kids do. Which is wrong, of course, but the restaurant called back leaving abusive voicemails, which is absolutely not on. (laughs) Your child rang them and fucking prank called your little one star review. So they're ringing back and giving you a gobble. I love it. That's so sick. I I love the parents. Like, listen, he's 12, he's ringing you up and abusing you, but don't ring back and abuse him. Yeah. Well, Ringwood, I feel like, had that kind of, like, the, the train station was always, like, the kind of butt of the joke in the area of, like, yep. we had just kids hanging around the train station. Like, I think it was the first train station I ever remember them, like, they're like, we're going to play classical music here to try oh, and get okay. rid of the kids. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it just didn't really work. Like, no. Does just, it ever work? They did it at the Maccas in Queanbeyan for a while. And I don't, yeah, it doesn't work. It's, it's just think. a weird tactic. What, the idea that kids would just be like, this is lame and we <laughs> have to move yeah. onwards? Yeah. It's yeah. like from like, oh, I'm not going to throw rocks here yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing Fur Elise. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. They do it in I respect Bark too much. Johannes, I love him. Because they weren't playing, like, rap music before. It's not no, like the kids yeah, are even paying attention yeah, to the music that's being played. I don't think I did. Yeah, if I was going somewhere and behaving badly, never would. But <laughs> theoretically, if I did, classical music would have no it would, effect on in me. In fact, it would enhance it like a Clockwork Orange style. Cinematic. Yeah. It would be, yeah. Yeah, be more sinister. <laughs> well, I think you'd be like, well, I, they're not, they don't want me to be bad, so I'm going to be more oh, bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. exactly. Like it's yeah, right? the worst example of like reverse psychology. But maybe, I don't know, maybe it does work. I don't know. I haven't seen any. I, I did. Um, I did buy my first ever 
well, the first and only fake ID from a guy oh, at yes. Ringwood train station. Oh. Where I think I mess like someone at school gave me his number. And then when I met up with him, he was like the same age as me. I was expecting like a man in a trench coat. <laughs> and I got it and it was clearly just printed off the internet and he had access to a laminator. Oh, yes. And he gave it to me. He's like, it totally worked, man. It got me into insane clown posse last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's ICP certified, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, what so was, was clearly, your name? Was it like clearly? Yeah, was it like you fa- face yeah, you and it, everything? Yeah, it was. It was me, just different age, but it just was like a proof of age card, like a generic oh, yeah. one. Yeah. But it did work. Like wow. I think before they started cracking down on laminated pieces of ID, and like the tilt, and the you know what I mean, how yeah, they glimmer yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it had none glimmer. of that. Yeah. And and then I think he just clearly downloaded it off the internet or made it. Mm. I don't know. So um, this kid's a little entrepreneur. I like it. Yeah, but I just still remember like feeling so dodgy, like having to go into Eastland to get passport photos, <laughs> and then like <laughs> give. I think I gave them to him. And he went away and then came back and gave me the ID. It was just like pretty <laughs> genius. I think I paid him like fifty bucks for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you didn't know him at all. Like you just had to meet at the train station. Yeah, some random dude. Yeah, it Jeez. was pretty. Yeah, That's pretty dangerous sort of stuff. <laughs> 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 pretty covert. Uh, what did you? Do you remember the? First time using it, yeah. But I just insane clown posse. <laughs> <laughs> it was the next gathering to <laughs> next to what I was there, which now I would unironically go to. <laughs> It'd be so interesting It'd to go to so gathering at the jugglers. Yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I um, think it would be. Like I think it would be really cool for about an hour, and then you're like, okay, this is now really I feel weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. very and then you're in the, f- you're getting like someone takes your photo, and you're in the front page of the paper. Local man loves insane clown posse. First time I used, I think buying like a slab of like Carlton drafts from my mate, like classic nice. first beer, yep. and I think we just like cheered. We were just like, it was the best thing that had ever happened. Like, I can't believe this worked. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think the guy, I think, must have known as well. I think he did, I think people just didn't give a fuck. I think mm. they just want enough. They just want enough evidence that you, that it's not super obvious that they're letting our age person buying, right? Yeah. Like, I they want like some, like, plausible deniability. Plausible like, deniability. Hey, yeah. Own. Because, like, clubs probably don't want 17-year-olds in there because they're probably not going to buy much alcohol. And, mm. like, it's, like, it's not... Good yeah. for their business, really, to have 17-year-olds in there. So they're probably extra secure. But selling a carton of beer, so who cares, right? I could also grow facial hair quite early mm-hmm. um, yeah. and uh, modelled <coughs> myself after Chino from the Deftones. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, the goatee. That so. is very yeah. cool. So yeah. no one's arguing Super with that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no so, like, so they were just like, so you're in tour with ICP, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're in town? <laughs> my, one of my best mate in high school had a full beard at like 16. Yeah. Mm. Full Full on beard, and he looked so old. And he used to get in trouble for using his student card on the bus. And they're oh. like, "You're not 16." Like, <laughs> like, you know? and, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll go to school." They're like, it's aroused to get the cheap affair. He's like in his school uniform. He's like, he's the exact opposite. We had no problem getting alcohol when we were kids. Like he would never get changed. He probably looked like 27, yeah. and he was like 17. That's, that's sick. Yeah, we only had a guy. We had a guy with a mustache. That was all we could muster. But it was like a, it was we like scout of the countryside. Yeah, it was a decent enough mustache that he was the guy that you know he was the point man for everything. Like mm. if we needed booze, get, I, I think get I, mustache on it. I got a beard relatively early, but I um, m- modeled myself after someone much lamer. I had to bear my Jerry Goody. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a sick one. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, it's a, a Did you have a hardogram shirt? Oh, I wish. Were you a big Viva La Bam oh, shirt man. fan? <laughs> Could not get enough. Really? Uncle, what's the, what's yeah, the pedos I mean, name? This is a half an inch from ICP. You <laughs> 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 like, Just that uh, general area. Yeah, it is, there is. They're adjacent, definitely. Oh, man. I've got, oh, I don't want to get into it. I've got a murder stu- a murder mystery that I want to talk to maybe a bit later in the podcast. Well, there's, I mean, there's a couple of famous ones because. Um, Mr. Cruel, do you, do you know this? Uh, vaguely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, it's pretty heinous. So, fair warning to any listeners if you want to skip over. But he's basically, he's the reason it's so interesting is that he's it's never been solved. Mm. People for ages thought that it was the Golden State Killer was him because uh-huh. it happened between like eighty seven. The first, the first one, the first kidnapping was on literally the day I was born, twenty second of August, nineteen eighty seven. And then over, I think, three-year period, he kidnapped three girls, let them all go and, like, sexually abused them. Um, and one girl ended up with bullets in the back of the head and they thought it was definitely him because it was the same sort of area. 
all around that Ringwood area. And um, and now they're like, oh, maybe that's not him. But he just dropped off. And like serial killers and people like that don't just stop unless they're killed or thrown in jail, right? Mm. And um, for some reason, they just cannot like figure out this guy. He was super meticulous, never left a single bit of DNA, no evidence, nothing. And um, I found something on Reddit. This woman po- did a post one year ago. And was like, hey, I don't know if this is even where it should be. It's, it's a very, very long post. I'm not going to read the whole thing out. But she was like, I've just been thinking, like, reflecting. She basically grew up with, like, a shithead, abusive stepfather and a step older brother. And they lived in Tasmania. And he was in the army. He was very meticulous and, like, had matching. The only thing they knew about him is he had a red beard. And this, um, this dude had a red beard and dark hair. And she was like, uh, my brother joined the army in 1987. And went from Tassie up to Ringwood. And then the dad went and joined him. And then they, she went and lived there. And then uh, around 93, they moved back. Like, it fits the timeline wow. perfectly. Oh. And then people are like, you know, is she she just making it up? Or is it someone? So there's all these comments and stuff. Because there's, like, you know, subreddits devoted to the case, of course. All these, like, people would just get super into it. And um, people, like, uh, all the posts from a couple of months ago are like, can we get an update? Like, is it, what's happened to this lady? Um, you know, maybe she was making it up or whatever. And then she wrote, she wrote back like a month ago and was like, hey, sorry, I've been off. Um, like, you know, I'm a single mum and I don't get a lot of time, but I've been really like, she be- spent a year drafting this like massive letter to the local police because she's like, I want them to investigate my stepdad. Fucking she hell. just came on. So it's like, Fuck. we could have it solved by the end of the Damn. year. Perhaps. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. Wild, Do you remember? Wild story. Because it, was it like around that area? Ringwood was the second victim lived in Ringwood. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you don't remember like, was there a bit of murmur around it? Because it's, it's unsolved forever. So growing up, was it a thing that you remember much about? I don't about? remember heaps about it because I, I think just back then, like things would pop up in the news and – but, I don't. yeah, I don't remember heaps of chat about that because I think – was she – she wasn't killed in Ringwood, was she? No. No. That one wasn't. Yeah. And they, they, the only thing that – the clues they basically have uh, – um, one of them saw that he had some red beard, so that was one. Okay, this guy's got a red beard. He spoke, like he used certain phrases that are like slightly uncommon. Um, he's got to be the only, like, because he's not even a serial killer. Like, he let three people go mm. and then he never got, like, that's, like, it's crazy enough to kill them with mm. no witnesses three and, you know, and get away with it. But, yeah. like, to, to, to let them go, he must have been the most organised. Well, they, um, well, it's, it's bizarre to think, like, yeah, I got that out of my system. Yeah, like, yeah. It just doesn't. That's just <laughs> how it works. Exactly. Unless he moved countries, and he might have moved countries. But he, they, they could try, sort of track where he must have lived because um, they all reported here, like he lived under a flight path. So they were like looking at the flight data to yeah, because tra- the girls the went back to the same spot, mm, oh, like, back to his house. Yeah, he used terms bozo, worry wart, use, and missy, and they were like. Who the fuck says bozo and worry Man, I've been thinking about saying bozo. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to. I, I, like I, mean, I literally said bozo earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was looking for a big bozo comeback. <laughs> oh, fuck, now I'm going to be a worry ward. Oh, shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> guys. Bozo comeback. Oh, fuck. I won't get into my one because maybe it will take a while. But um, I just wanted to bring this silly thing up that I found. I don't know. It's got... It happened. It was a review left at the Manhattan Hotel. You know the Manhattan Hotel? Yeah, spent a bit of time at the Manhattan Hotel. Yeah, what's that like? Well, I, it was my friend um, Ada's 21st. We had that there. And the big kerfuffle on that night is uh, two girls glassed each other in the bathroom. Holy oh, shit. Like at the same time? Simultaneous? Like yeah, yeah, they just were like fighting. Or I think like they'd slept with the same dude, fighting over that. Wow. Um, How big is this guy's dick? <laughs> <laughs> he's telling his mates, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm like two girls glass each other. But it was so wild seeing like two girls who were dressed quite nice mm. glass each other. Yeah, it's girls are, girls can be violent in a fight, but they don't often reach for the glass, yeah, I feel. Glass. It's a lot of yeah. hair pulling and stuff. But yeah. wow, that's Bit of a rough joint. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that we haven't had a single venue that we haven't brought up that you haven't been like, spent a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I think around those areas, it's not... Mm. Much to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like as soon as all my mates and I turned 18, it was like, just get a car and drive it as fast as you can around these streets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, and then it will like go to all these dog shit nightclubs and pubs. And, and I guess like, like every birthday and stuff, you're having dinner at these places and stuff That's like it, that. Yeah. You know? So you're just. And because all, all the clubs are there, there's not much, is there much impetus to go down to Melbourne CBD? I think when like I got. Uh, Cause that I would say was around like 17, 18. And then 
that's when I was hanging out with like people from high school. And then, then, uh, in going into Melbourne, like they started up like the alternative nightclubs, like mm. mm-hmm. where, you know, I remember going to a nightclub and they, they played Blink-182 and I like hurt my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the best thing I've ever experienced. Yeah, that, that is amazing. <laughs> Let's go now. Um, so that became like a massive thing, I guess, probably from like 2021 onwards. So then we started going into the city with like mates who are, you know, had listened to Mill and Colin. Uh, so, <laughs> right. what, what's the big emo club that was down around sort of 2007, 8? Uh, that would have been the Saturday one was Bang. Bang. That's and it was like, it's funny because it, that pub is also near... Um, or Marvel Stadium now, mm-hmm. and it's just like a normal pub. And I'd never been there during the day until like a couple of years ago and then went there and it's just a normal pub with palmers and stuff. I'm like, oh, like I've seen, seen some heinous things <laughs> happening here. <laughs> like goths fingering each other, <laughs> all sorts of wild stuff. And then it was just like, oh, they just made this goth. <laughs> yeah, they just clean up all of and then put schnitties out for everyone to eat. Yeah, that's like take the Jaeger bombs away, put schnitties out. <laughs> I did like, because I Manhattan Hotel had this thing that sent me on a spiral, just looking into this other thing. First of all, Nathan re- reviews one star Manhattan, um, which is weird because I was saying I thought hotels didn't have pokies, but Nathan, he, he thinks there are pokies and they're, they're rigged apparently. <laughs> uh, spent thousands there on pokies. Oh, no. Um, no one wins. <laughs> Most I've seen anyone win is 800 bucks. I've spent 20 grand there. <laughs> only, two, only two wins of three grand and uh, all they do is the white machines down around you all rigged i'm like fucking hell that is grim that is so <laughs> That's also grim. like the point yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's like dude was it a fucking simpsons one or was it a, at least a cool one because then you can't complain you know but this one fucking cracked me up this is from shirley and the first line is came here with 16 shirley's for shirley club <laughs> Now, yes. have you guys heard of Shirley Club? <laughs> what the Because I went down a fucking rabbit hole. Are we supposed to? <laughs> no, I've wanted to know. Okay, the rest of the reviews is Shirley Rochford complaining about the food. But I looked into Shirley Club. Shirley Club is a club across Australia where you have to be named Shirley to join. Okay. And all old ladies called Shirley meet up and have lunch. <laughs> Fuck that rule. There is over like... There is a thousand members across the country. There's like 30, 40 branches oh across the country. Do every they have state. Like patches like motorcycle clubs. <laughs> um, they have numbers S1, S2, S400. Um, Otherwise, it gets confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to call everyone their last name because everyone's called Shirley. Um, clubs spread to New Zealand. The USA has 400 members oh of Shirley God. Club. Um, so it's a requirement. So the first, it was formed in 1996 in Perth. Shirley Brown realized she had a couple of friends called Shirley. As a joke, um, she decided to put an ad in the paper looking for other Shirleys and to meet up at this cafe, 62 Shirley showed up. <laughs> so that's she, unreal. That's yeah. unreal. So Shirley numbers are rocketing down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found out of it, well, you know, the details come out. That obviously, Shirley is a very popular name around the era of Shirley Temple. Yeah. A lot of ladies. It actually used to be a male name, and then there was a book that came out where the, uh, in like the 19 or early uh, – the 1890s or something and so it became a female name and then there's all these Shirley Temple names and then there's some other people who but basically it's very uncommon now but you have to you have to have Shirley in your recognized name um, first last or middle um, memberships $22 a year um, and that you enti- have to pay well, where's it go to <laughs> well for membership what you get is you get four newsletters a year posted to you february may august november each oh, it's news- worth it. <laughs> <laughs> each newsletter features information on future meetings outings organized by groups news special news items jokes recipes and photos every year they have a national convention um and uh the first one had like 150 people all went to alice springs all called shirley um and um they have had like things that like a faq um uh, what is a non-shirley <laughs> a non-shirley is anyone who attends the conventions who's not named shirley this could be a husband friend son daughter partner they can attend everything with us except the convention itself <laughs> so they, they come and have a picnic before Ooh, question that yeah. might be covered in the faqs yeah. middle name shirley is okay last name shirley Sh- very okay 
So if I was Jamie Shirley, you are totally fine if, as long as I pay my rego. As long as you pay <laughs> your twenty-two dollars a calendar year, and um, who's all, getting the fucking money? Well, it all goes to the branch manager, and then they uh, you, they use that for newsletters, and they'll probably I don't so know. So it's like a pot. So the yeah. How, how many members did you say they have? So they have around a thousand in Australia, across like thirty. Every state has a has chap. There's eleven in New South Wales, like there's the Albury Wodonga chapter, Newcastle, all these ones. There's yeah, there's but that's twenty two thousand dollars. Ah, but they yeah. go to each member, each chapter member, and all sorts of things. So I don't know. I mean, it does. I'm sure there's a little bit of grift in here somehow. <laughs> I'm certainly not <laughs> suggesting. Yeah, there's got to be a rich Shirley. Like so, uh, there's a couple other things. You, the Christchurch Club has um, in New Zealand thirty eight women, one man, and one dog called Shirley. <laughs> she cracked me up. But I love it because it's um, they are so positive. Like you, there's a Facebook page called Friends of Shirley, and they all join it, and it's just like. We're all on Facebook. It's all the most like toxic shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, friend of friend Shirley. Of Shirley. <laughs> but it's just all these old women posting just the most lovely stuff. They're all just like having a lovely catch up. All the Shirleys. And someone was like, um, "This photo was taken um, at Burwood, New Zealand. We had a lovely Christmas meal with all the Shirleys. Amazingly, one of the." Staff members was also named Shirley, who was shocked to see us, and now she's going to join in with us <laughs> next time. Um, and then they just constantly post, like in the group, they constantly post just like silly stuff about Sh- Dame Shirley Bassey, great video, Shirley Temple. Shirls just want to have fun. Um, there's one <laughs> That's woman, a shirt. Shirley. Oh. This is a photo of all the Shirls, one of the conventions, the Perth one. There's just That's hundreds unreal, of women yeah. wearing purple. Dude, I feel sorry for like the cafe that they descend on, you know, getting extra hot cappuccinos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they Half say the our motto is fun, food, and friendship, and we have lots of it. And uh, this one post in the group, Shirley um, wrote, just. Yeah, have any of the other Shirley's ever typed your name wrong when in a hurry? The R and T are so close together. I actually sent an email to my corporate office with the signature Shitley. <laughs> <laughs> I was mortified when I sent, oh, and everyone's like, yep, happened to me. Old Shirley. And this is the- Just this- Shirley problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite quote. This was from Shirley uh, Smith, who was the, the 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 branch manager or whatever of the Albury Wodonga branch. And- um. She she's about eighty four, and she she write. Um, so many people say to me, "Oh, why can't we start a Betty Club?" And I always say, "Well, try it. It never works. <laughs> <laughs> Shirley clubs work." <laughs> so tried and true. That is fucking. Cr- and I'm, yeah, it's still going on. It's, it, unfortunately, they are sort of dying off a little bit. Like yeah. they they're, they're mm. looking for new members, but um, there you go. I it's just should have fucking, called my daughter Shirley. It's, yeah. just a, it's such a silly fucking hilarious Folks, thing. it's your duty out there to call your kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They get in alive. <laughs> the community notice board bump. In <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is because of that fucking podcast, isn't it? And me and Hatton Hotel, better watch yourself because the Shirley's, the next time that the Shirley branch, the whatever the... Sorry, yeah, the Ringwood branch or whatever that branch is that they went to Manhattan, they were not happy. So <laughs> there you go, stuff. man. I found the... A couple of headlines about one of the schools there. I think it's Aquinas College. Mm. And uh, this one is such a terrible headline just because it can be read in so many ways and it makes uh, like terrible use of air quotes. But it's Aquinas <laughs> College posts posting vile claims about pedophile teachers. <laughs> but you can read that being like, oh, this poor pedophile was called fat by some guy online. I also don't think it stops being liable if you put pedophile in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say he's a pedophile. I said he's a pedophile. But basically it was saying that like a, the police were called because like Aquinas College made like a series of like meme pages on Instagram asking mm. for gossip about places. Mm. So they were saying that like people in Aquinas were anonymously submitting places uh, like gossip and claiming that uh, teachers were pedos, which uh, <laughs> pupils were sleeping with teachers to get better grades and one teacher having a ketamine addiction. Ooh, wow. And so basically like, all these people were targeted and people got up in arms about it. And then I think like the last line was like a Victoria police spokeswoman said, police were aware of the social media page. At this stage, we have not received an official report and are not investigating. So that made the news that this page was there and they submitted it to police and they're like, yeah, we're not doing anything about that. (laughs) Well, I remember working for Victorian Institute of Teaching, which is like the teaching regulator in Victoria. And 
you know, board at work one day, all the cases like finding against teachers are, are like public knowledge on the website. So obviously you type in your school yeah, um, yeah. And, and read about it. And I read about a teacher at my friend's school who like had a female teacher that had bought like perfume for a male student, but had bought it at Eastland. There was a Maya there. And mm. I was like, huh. Like, I went to that mile. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, that was like, I felt like that could have, ha- I was like, that could have been me. <laughs> so she, she, bought, she bought like a cologne as a present for this kid. Yeah, and was like, you know, I guess in the early stages of uh, grooming. What was grooming, yeah. yeah. Wow. I never, that never happened. Like, we had a lot of male teachers being creepy, but we never had any yeah. female I can't think of the it. other way around. Yeah, yeah. I think. It's rare, but they're but out there. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled, everybody. Go to your local Maya. <laughs> yeah. Have a look around. No no scandals at your school? Nothing too untoward? No, the, we, we had, like, there was always the, like, creepy teacher. Like, uh, they we did, I don't know if other schools did this, but we did Greco-Roman wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> As a subject, in, in Athens, <laughs> Athens primary, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Shirley's <laughs> Yeah, it was just that like was a. Great. Yeah, I've told people this before. I was like, "Oh, that that wasn't normal." Yeah, um, so is it, was it like one sports guy who was really in a wrestling? You know, one that you yeah, know, sports teacher so. who was like, "We should do this." Yeah, I think there was there must have been someone really campaigning for it. But there was one teacher who I think when they did the girls one, he was just like lying down on on his side, arm up, just chuckling. Just enjoying it too much. Oh, <laughs> it's man. like get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then yeah, big thing went around the school about him. Um, don't know if he ever. Act, you know, I'm sure it was probably. Um, it must be a hotbed of all. Like, uh, what's that movie? It's in that movie, that wrestling movie. Um, it's really good. Fox Catcher. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, it's just a magnet for. Creeps to be like, re- uh, what can I do? Should I teach them tennis or hold on wrestling? Actually, <laughs> um, I might figure out uh, how to teach yeah. that one. You know, like. in the same category, yoga teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a path. So it was, was it. It was compulsory for you to do Greco-Roman <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> I think was encouraged. <laughs> Just like have a go at. Were you all right? Were you all right at it? I think I was okay. Like, did you have like a record or anything? like no, like Ben Sell fifteen and zero? <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Like, uh, I think you know, I was a stocky little kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was hard to turn over. <laughs> yeah, I might have been all right at Greco Roman wrestling. You guys get it going. Get, get those- <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we hit let's, stop on this pod, yeah, let's go outside. <laughs> I assume we grease each other up. Yeah, <laughs> just a couple of fellas. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot out. Don't go. To the pool, <laughs> forty degree day. Well, because Greco, like Greco-Roman wrestling, is relatively popular in U.S. schools, right? Or is it's a similar thing? It's a use. similar thing. They just call it like, wrestling. Right? It's just yeah, but thing. it's not like. D- they're not being like brother man, like not as many theatrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Ben, we got to work on your ring entrance. Uh, <laughs> have your picture theme music. You got a C minus in K Yeah, it's all amateur. You got to do wrestling. more of these. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I got a report about mankind. <laughs> We got any socks around? <laughs> oh fuck! I'm transferring. That'll be the best school. <laughs> uh, maybe I should tell. I'll tell this fucking uh, this crime. Yeah, I've got. Man, it. it's I don't know. Um, it, it just came up as a bit of a cold case, but it also um, so it's Elizabeth Membry, and she worked at the Manhattan Hotel, and she lived on Bedford Road in uh, Ringwood. You know Bedford Drove Road. Drove up that many times. Many times, big long road. There was an apartment block there she lived on. So right around. I think technically east um, Ringwood, but Manhattan, I think, is in normal, um, you know, whatever. Ringwood Ring- proper. Ringwood proper. <laughs> Not normal Ringwood, as, <laughs> as I'm sure you guys call it. <laughs> Go up to normal. Um, but she was 22 <laughs> years old. She just finished a shift at nearby Manhattan Hotel, and uh, she went to her home, and then the parents came by the next door uh, next day, and she was not there, but there was a blood, never found a body, found her car, Un, you know, 30 k's away, 40 k's away. And so, you know, effectively initially was looking at a missing persons, eventually turned out to be, um, they deemed it murder. But um, what's fascinating about this case is they had four suspects. It, it's like a game of Cluedo or a, or, a, or a seriously like some sort of thing where all, there's four main suspects, all unconnected to each other. 
But I'll go through and they all give them sort of um, fake names, you know, um, aliases because it's uh, they can't release their real names. But there's the bartender. He worked with Membre. He, this man's strange wife and his boss said he was obsessed with Embre. Um, said he was home at the night of the murder, but his roommate eventually said that he left the house at 2 a.m. to go buy weed. Um, that's what he said. I'm going to buy weed. She came forward eventually. And the, where he got his weed from was within 500 meters of her unit, right? Fire. Not looking good for the bartender. <clears throat> then there's the tenant. The tenant used to live in the unit that Membre resides in. He used to live in that unit, but he's also friends with other people in the block and he still had a key to her unit. Fucking hell. Oh. He's seen around occasionally. He used to work at the Manhattan Hotel. He drove a beat-up old white um, coupe, coupe, which he which matched a witness car. Uh, witnesses said a car was there, a, white, a small white hatchback, and he had a criminal record including assault and theft. That's the tenant. Mm -hmm. The meth head, he lived nearby. <laughs> this poor guy. I think, uh, he, yeah, he lived nearby, had a long criminal record. He matched a description of a man arguing with Membre a day earlier. And he had threatened a woman um, in the weeks after, promising he would do exactly the same to you that I did to Elizabeth Membre. Okay, that's <laughs> not looking I good. I think we've got to imagine reading the leaderboard. Imagine yeah. reading like, about this case and, you, and you're one of the guys and it's like you're the, at the end and you're like, okay, we got the tenant, the bartender, the meth head and the ugly cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. And, and the loser. Mr. <laughs> Mr. <Micropenis>. <laughs> was furious about his micropenis. <laughs> like, oh, actually, I'm the tenant. <laughs> Uh, and then the, the customer. So this is uh, a guy, he drunk at the Manhattan all the time, said he didn't know Membre, um, but later found out to be a lie and he often talked to her. He also had a beat up white hatchback. And get this, his roommate said on the night of the murder, he arrived home covered in blood. Fucking hell. So there's four suspects, right? This it's happened. different blood. Yeah. <laughs> 1994, this is when it happened. Uh -huh. And the police just have too many options, right? There's all these su fucking suspects. There's more, but these are the main ones. And they just start trying to rule them out, rule them in. And they just spend like years, like 12 years trying to figure this out. And eventually um, they find the bartender who went to go buy weed, they, the, the, they figured out eventually he was only gone for about 20 minutes. Even the roommate said he was back in about half an hour. But when they found the car, they're like, okay, well, he couldn't have done it, right? Mm -hmm. 20 minutes is not long enough. Um, he also, there was also an undercover operation that cleared him of any involvement. You know, like they, yeah, they like put the someone sting. in, the yeah. sting, and they go, hey, did you really do it? And Mr. Then, Big. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, uh, the meat, the, the, sorry, and the tenant was um, the guy who had the key. Again, undercover operation cleared him, some other things. The meth head was dismissed after interviewing all his mates. He was unanimously condemned as a bullshit artist. Is <laughs> 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 that an official term? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Change from method to bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> and then 2006, it left everything remaining on the customer, the guy covered in blood, and his name was Shane Bond. So they, so basically, um, he didn't know her. That's what he claimed, but then found out he did. He had the car. And also, two days after the murder, they find out he mysteriously flew to Queensland and he had a medical, he had a, um, a doctor's appointment, came out of Medicare. They don't know what it was for, but he went to... Queensland had, went to the doctor and came back. Mm -hmm. um, he also matched a witness description. And so, like, we think it's this guy. And people start coming forward. They say, we want some more information. A worker at the Manhattan said that Membre had complained that Bond was harassing her. Another person came forward that Bond had bragged about committing the murder. And he told people they'll never find her. And a swag of witnesses who work with Bond in a mining camp in WA claimed that he was told very that, that they'd been just bragging about killing some girl at a bar in Melbourne over the years, right? This is 12 years later. So 12 years, guy covered in blood <laughs> and has bragged about the murder, and they're like, well, we've got to rule out the three other guys yeah. first. Yeah, so they say so 12 years of doing that. Eventually, 2010, they charge him. It goes to trial. But the defence is pretty good. The defence say no one places him at the scene. There is no DNA found from him at the at the car, the house, anywhere. There's nothing to put him anywhere. And all the incriminating witness statements that came forward all came forward around about 2006 when the police put out a million dollar award for information. Ah. So all that all the all that crap, well, yeah. you know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, the the room the person who said that guy was harassing uh, her and all that stuff, that was all the police were like, we don't know about this. And the blood um, Bond said he bit his tongue. That's why he's covered in blood. And the witness... Bite his tongue off? Yeah. Well, he admitted he came home with blood on him. 
the the but he said it was only a little bit of blood and it, and the the guy who told the cops he was covered in blood had had criminal convictions spanning 25 years and 170 offenses including multiple dishonesty offenses so the case goes cold so he gets acquitted and they're like it wasn't bond and so they're like it goes cold for another nine years so the parents are just like distraught and then literally this is 20 in february 2023 this month a man's charged convicted of rape in queensland his dna matches the dna found in the car he turns out to be the brother of her roommate. He's a fifth guy. Oh, my God. There's a fifth guy, the brother of the roommate, and this is what they knew about him all along. Detectives were told early on that three days before the murder, he turned up unannounced and Membre refused to let him in to the house. He basically claimed that on the night he was at the Bedford Road shops visiting a, a woman who worked at the hairdressers. The hairdressers, none of them knew who he was. He, um, he basically... Uh, they said that the, the, her roommate, the brother, uh, sorry, the sister of this guy, said that he was obsessed with her. And he was like, fo- he, like he'd been following around. He used to go watch them go to dance practice together. Um, he left Melbourne the day after the murder with a mate without explanation. He testified at Bond's trial. And he said that he was around the area and he saw a guy had a T-shirt on, a black and white eagle with a Harley Davidson T-shirt. He might have done it. And Shane Bond was like a bikey associate guy. So he was at the trial and I think I saw that guy, oh, right? Fuck. And then he went to um, the suspect, the, the brother, he was an apprentice plumber. He told his friend he needed to use a backhoe to fill in a hole for his boss. And he was on work cover at the time. So he's like borrowing a backhoe, driving around, <laughs> filling in holes. They know all this stuff. They never fucking really narrow it down to him. Um, he uh, when he left for Queensland, like the day after the murder or two days after, he insisted on driving past the unit, and uh, this was a huge detour for the guy. He's like, "Can we go through Bedford Road?" And the guy's like, "Why? We're going." He's like, oh, "I just want to go past the unit, like to see if the police were there or something like that." Holy shit! And um, he at the testimony, he was someone came forward and said that they um he told they found a wallet in his car, a black leather wallet. When they asked him about it, this is a friend. He said it belonged to a, a friend of his called Liz. Elizabeth, and uh, he handed in her wallet was missing from the murder, and it was a black leather wallet. More than six times, relatives rang up the cops and said it was him. He was obsessed with her, and to look into him, and they never really did. And uh, and he also tried to break into a house of a woman on his street, like the week before, knocking on the door. Even with the new DNA evidence and all that. The cops are saying they still need more information before they will charge what him. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't understand. There's still a $1 million reward for information. This came out this month. They're not naming him. They're not charging him right now. They have all that. It's just the craziest that thing. That is nuts. I know. It's like, the, it's like the police are clearly fucked up, but clearly they just had so many potential options mm. and so many people who like all – it's like Cluedo or something. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's where it's at. This month they found this DNA. They linked him with the DNA – and it was in her car, which he had never been in, right? That they found mm. his DNA. So he's no reason for that and everything else there. So that's... That's l- fucking crazy. I know. Isn't that unbelievable? Man, so oh, hopefully sorry. they saw that. Hopefully they're just biding their time to, to na- nail Get him. more evidence yeah. or something. But they're like, yeah. what more do they fucking need? <laughs> you know? like, I don't understand. It'd be great if he said he did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to multiple people in the mining community. Please, please admit it. You know? <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Man, I didn't realise things were so grim on Bedford Road. Yeah. I just oh. thought they had great chips and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, was your first job in Ringwood East? Uh, no, it was in – oh, well, my dad had a printing business when I was growing up, and that was in Ringwood. And I spent a lot of time there just mucking around. <laughs> and Working for your dad? Yeah, I worked for my dad for a bit, like just. Were, like was that. there a lot of other employees, or like were you like sort of untouchable, or? Um, <laughs> no, I I think I copped a fair bit of flack. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I was. I, I I think I was seen as a lovable scamp. Ah, <laughs> um, right, right, yeah. Um, but well, yeah, my dad had a printing printing business for years, and I did an uh, apprenticeship in printing, which was 
really probably not a smart decision in the 2000s. Printing <laughs> <laughs> um, really hasn't skyrocketed. Um, People always need a print boy. You know? <laughs> there is always going to be paper. <laughs> <laughs> Got to find those Shirleys. They'll yeah, still be using yeah, that's true. Yeah. Newsletters. They cannot stop buying printing. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get that Shirley account. We're going to close We've got T-shirts, hats. <laughs> I've got the Shirley leaps. <laughs> so you did? Did you do like merch as well, like T-shirts, printing? Uh, no, it was paper? all it was all just paper printing actually, and um, we did like posters and like a lot of stuff for unis as well. And then obviously that has all. My dad sold the business a few years ago because um, uh, it's not smart to have a printing business anymore. <laughs> uh, but He bought a video easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be big. <laughs> Vinyl's coming back. Yeah, yeah, coming yeah back. it's just a little matter of time. VHS. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great when there's some weird, like, hipster, like, putting in a VHS tape. Yeah. You know what I mean? I it's mean, it's probably already... <laughs> it's probably happening. Yeah, I feel, I've, 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 a guy I know does collect VHS because of, like, the box art and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Things like that. That's I think, right. yeah, that sort of stuff. But, I mean, the quality is <laughs> complete no. dog mm. shit. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's the same. Because records have, like, a bit of a Got quality a issue. A but it's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. something else there. But I don't think VHS. No, VHS. Like, <laughs> 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 no, feel the warmth of this old taped episode of Conan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but worked for my dad for a bit and spent a lot of time, like, going out in Ringwood and... I, d- I just feel like it's just a lot of really, yeah, those bad nightclubs. But I went to the, uh, s- for some friends and I stole some pirated DVDs from a guy at a market. Had mm. to go to court for that in oh, Ringwood. Oh, all right. So you stole off the pirate. That's just <laughs> reverse. Piracy. I thought it was the perfect crime. Yeah. yeah. I, feel like <laughs> I think you I know, even said to my friend, who's he going to tell? <laughs> and it turns out the police. Do you remember what DVD? Um, it was a. Uh, so the, the way it happened was friend, we went to go buy, like, because there was a time, like, right before torrenting, we'd yeah. have to go and buy them. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, a big wallet. And he was leaving the market for the day, like uh, near Ringwood. And he just handed it into the car because he was in the car park. And he was like, yeah, flick through. And we're like, yep, we'll go get some cash, come back. And then in that, fa- like that drive around, my mate goes, he handed him in the car. Let's just drive off. And I was like, yeah, what's he going to do? Call the cops? <laughs> and so he handed him in the car. I just put my foot down. <laughs> And it was the funniest thing <laughs> in the entire world. Wow. Like I, I saw him like literally, this is not great podcast, but shaking his fist like that, yeah, like yeah, an yeah. angry like farmer or something. Do you know how long it took me to burn those? The DVD, you know? Yeah, one of them was 50 cents get rich or die trying. Oh, mm. yeah. Kind of fitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't shooting at the car. Anymore, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think maybe uh, 27 Dresses was in there as well. Oh, Didn't get around to watching that one, but um, it was like on a Sunday, my friends and I watched some of them just like, just so happy that we just pulled off <laughs> a re- really the heist of the century. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and dropped my mates back home. Like we were just 18 Came back and my dad was like, the cops called for you. I was like, what do you mean? What what do you mean? (laughs) And had to go to the police station the next day. My friend and I were interviewed. We we just said it was me and him and our other friend. We just pretend didn't exist. Got fingerprinted and the cops were like, oh, um, piracy is a federal police crime. So local police can't do anything about it. And so they wanted to charge us for like each DVD being $30 in value. And I'm like, oh, that's not, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not playing sanity prices. <laughs> um, which actually was good because then it meant it was like a fairly low level crime. I was like, I think there were like 50 DVDs in there. So I think they ended up going with $1 each. Right. So we effectively sold 50, 50 bucks. burnt DVDs. <laughs> Did you? Uh, yeah, right. And you got to keep the DVDs? No, had to give them back. And the cop like on the counter like, as we're leaving, he's, like, flicking through and going, like, any of these any good? <laughs> he's, like, yeah, a bunch of the guys buy off him. Like, the cops. The cops are in on it. Oh, it goes man. all the way to the top. Yeah. Damn. Which Fuck. is crazy when you read that story out. Cops <laughs> right onto this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the same bloody guy. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to the fucking like DVD thing. Like you wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal a bunch of private DVDs <laughs> yeah. from a guy. But my friend and I had to go to court for that. Went to Ringwood Magistrates Court. And the judge was just like, 
you're not going to do it again, are you? We're like, yes, wearing like probably like a a, a YD shirt or yeah, something yeah, like that, yeah, just yeah, something yeah. shitty, something from Gazman. Yeah. <laughs> um, Were your parents mad or was it like uh, I could see the... My mum oh, only man. found out five years ago. <laughs> I like, hid it from my mum. Uh, my dad knew about it. Um, but yeah, I, my friends and I, my friend and I got like a whatever the first effect. Like it's not on a record or anything. I think we had to pay five hundred bucks. Yeah. How'd you get tagged? Did you get your license plate or something? Yeah, uh, cameras at the at the ah, market. But damn. I was like, he's never. He's not gonna. Yeah. Dob himself in. Um, <laughs> that guy's got himself a little racket. He probably knows that it's a federal crime and he can just do whatever he wants with pirate yeah. DVDs. Damn. I think, yeah, he had the cops on his... He got him on the payroll. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Corruption is everywhere. That's great. Oh, yeah. man. Um, oh. Did you work any other jobs in the area or was it just your dad's uh, printing business? No, I think from then on it was like, a, I think from about 22 on I moved into the into the, inner, inner city. Like uh, I think I went overseas, did my like... I went to Europe. I'm, I'm a different person. I've read, mm-hmm. read Bukowski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to Tom Waits. <laughs> really living that life. Um, Shaving off the Chino Marino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little pork pie hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's when, like, just started getting, just going to punk shows and stuff all the time. But we did. I did go to a lot of underage shows. Like, I uh, saw Sunk Lodo at oh, fuck, uh, yeah. Ringwood Centre. Yeah. Um, like a little art center thing, um, and a, a couple of suburbs away, like right when Parkway Drive were getting big, played at like a youth center thing, which was oh, like my cool. little like, mm. you know, I guess it's only impressive to tradies now, but <laughs> 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 but it was cool to see. Yeah, that's when it. you moved into the city. Would you go back and sort of visit and yeah, all the time? Like just, I, I think at one stage I actually moved back home, which was a. A real defeat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's. I think we all go through that at some yeah, point. Oh, Bring your Bukowski book with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, put that up. Pork pie hat off. <laughs> Take that <laughs> off of the table. Right. The Gina Marino <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we go back there a lot, Like, and particularly like Christmas time and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Of course. It hasn't changed much. Hasn't changed. Well, actually, the big um, – so there was always a – they built a big – like. Uh, from Ringwood train station through to Eastland. So now you don't have to cross a road or anything. Like they really expanded it out. Uh And like, I remember not going there for like a little bit. And then they built this whole, like the, 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 the mall thing is just like slowly taking over the entire town. Just getting bigger and bigger. The big mall in Newcastle where I grew up, like it just expanded and ran out of room. And then next to it was a bowling club. And next to the bowling club was, a footy club and so they literally um paid for the, the the shopping center paid for the footy club to move across town and for the bowling club to move where the footy club was just to expand and just like rebuild <laughs> a new footy club and rebuild a bowling club just to expand that's like that some space. sim city shit yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like delete and then move it there and then i came back and it's like this is all that the bowling club's new that's new all this is like a whole new section it was a massive big car park and it was like doubled in size. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I drove out there a couple of weeks ago and the big change, I was like, the, I, I remembered when a Hungry Jack's opened up and now it's a Guzman Y Gomez. Uh, now that's progress. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is gentrification <laughs> <laughs> in Australian suburbs. Um, Let's do the last couple of questions. Yeah, so uh, Ben, someone tells you, hey, man, I'm coming down to Ringwood East for a day. I need something to do for the 24 hours, morning, afternoon and night. Where do I go? What do I do? Ooh, I think morning you got to go for a browse at um, Ballistics Skate Shop. Mm-hmm. Um, pick yourself up some big square DC shoes. <laughs> That's nice. what I day. Uh, there was a skate park in Ringwood, which was pretty cool. Um, so you got to spend a bit of time there, hang out, mm-hmm. um, drop in. Uh, <laughs> um, and night, well, I mean, you got to go to the Orange Whip. Crack that whip (laughs) (laughs) Shake let's do it Yeah, Yeah. That's That's a good day That's that's not a bad day at all And the last question Pen Is uh, you have ascended to the highest echelons of comedy You've made your millions Everything's gone well When all is said and done Would you settle down in Ringwood East? I think I think I would. Yeah, it's like a nice area. Um, Ringwood East is also near Car City, uh, which is like if you're ever looking for a bargain, it's like a whole, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, pulse, right. like it's near it's near to that. Um, it's like it's pretty leafy as well in the streets back there, yeah. and I think it's actually kind of it's definitely elevated from when I was a kid. It felt mm. like parts of Ringwood felt a bit bit rough um, when I was growing up, and it still does a little bit, but it's really kind of. It's 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 gone on the up. See, ever since they built the tunnel, like, yeah, that's big. That tu- that tunnel it's that did wonders for us. <laughs> that's Beautiful. a nice wholesome answer. So, uh, so like, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, just Melbourne Comedy Fest, doing my first solo show, Hammerhead, um, April eleventh uh, to whenever the festival ends, twenty <laughs> third, um, I think, and. Fuck yeah. You can check out my website, which I just built, Surlo.net. That's the best. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had someone come and say they've just built a website. Yeah. Yeah. And you can really tell I've built it because, like, it's in HTML. (laughs) I hope it has a a counter at the bottom. Uh, (laughs) I got a little under construction sign. (laughs) I was like, this is a good gag. Took me way too long to figure out how to do it. (laughs) And are you still doing um, Talking Biscotti? Uh, yeah, we're still we're still kind of doing it. It's kind of just whenever uh, Portelli and I are in the same place at the same time. Yeah, it's great. Um, you should check it out. Yeah, that's a bit of fun. Uh, there'll be a few more little clips coming out from that. We did a did a Christmas episode with <laughs> that was the <laughs> last Goldspeed. one I watched. It was very fun. Um, still got some shit in the bag for that, so I can <laughs> see if I can whip that into <laughs> some festival promo. So check that out. Um, yeah, check that out. What um, do you on Insta like? Uh, Solo underscore. Can't get that solo. Um, <laughs> some dog wait, has got that. Wait till they see the website. <laughs> he's Surrender got, it right up. That guy's like, he's got .net. I got <laughs> non underscore. Okay, it's an even. Well, oh, Ben, thank you so much, so much for coming mate. on. Thanks, fellas. And as always, you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can hit us up on all social media. We love hearing your tips. We got a bunch of nice messages this week, and we sell shirts. You can get them on the link on our Instagram page. But apart from that, Solo, great to talk to you, mate. Thanks, uh, Thanks, we'll see mate. you next week, see everybody. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.